Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Hetland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Well, hello everyone. This is Leif Hetland and welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. And I have this great honor of having my dear friend, Danny Silk. He is an author and a speaker. He has written some life-changing books. Uh, he's also a conference speaker, counselor, social worker, and there are so many different other titles. But he's also a husband, a father, and a grandfather, and a president, and a co-founder of Loving on Purpose. And I also know that he also have a new podcast, The Kylo Show, and his daughter Brittany is involved with that. And I've had the honor of getting to know his beautiful wife, Sherry. So welcome to Kingdom Family Talk. That's a long introduction, but you have a lot of titles there, my friend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I, uh, I have goats and chickens, too. <laughs> are, you, are you still in san francisco in a excuse me sacramento area uh east east of there uh we're just past Folsom towards lake tahoe and a little place called shingle springs wow and we love it so how did you uh survive or thrive through this last year <laughs> uh you know we actually we loved it in yeah. many ways just i i love not traveling you know, I loved the being home. I, I love being with my team. So we've made some significant adjustments just because of that revelation. My my back, you know, I had all those back problems and 95% of it is gone. Praise God. It's gone. Yeah. So I I think, ah, oh, I see what I'm doing. I'm I'm beating myself up here. So I need to figure that. So that's what the podcast is about, really. We're just trying to get out there without having to get in a plane and do all the ridiculous body disintegration to myself. So yeah, tell me a little bit more about the podcast. I just found out about it and I, I know I've been gone a little bit. So tell us a little bit about it. Oh, it's well, it's really, uh, you know, the, the essence is that we believe that whole healthy families are going to save the world. And, uh, you know, we, we can see that, the, that our enemy is so dedicated to dissembling, destroying, disintegrating the, a whole family that we know that that is, in fact, what uh, you know, Christ-likeness is wholeness, is shalom, is, is, is complete. And, and the enemy is disintegration, is... Uh, losing body, soul, and spirit connection. Just, you know, it's the opposite. So we know that uh, that the Lord is, you know, he created man in in our image. So God himself is a family. He's, he's already, you know, has the composition of a father and a son, the Holy Spirit. He, the God is a family, and he's trying to replicate himself in mankind. And the devil is trying to, destroy anything that reminds anybody of the father son and the holy spirit that's beautiful i just thought about what you were sharing as you know we just talked about the mourning of papa jack taylor a general spiritual father to so many of us but uh, but uh, when he passed away sunday at 
3.05. It just took me back 21 years ago. Now, I actually just walked there yesterday, but we were walking down in Melbourne by the beachside, and we had five days just to study the kingdom. That was kind of his, his language. He was kingdom possessed. But I asked him the question. I says, Papa, Papa Jack, what does the kingdom look like? I'm, I'm trying to get his practical things because everything was so big concept of the kingdom. And he said, son, I do not know. All I know, it will only be entrusted through family. And I never forgot that. That was 21 years ago. It's like, and when you're sharing Amen. that, I think, yeah. Amen. So I, I think we're onto something. And that's part of the reason even for this podcast that I thought, Danny, I, I wanted you to be, because I know it's so much of your life, your message, and what you're adding value. But I, I was sharing, we're calling this topic post-traumatic church disorder. And this is not to dishonor a lot of the vets because I've been treated a couple of times for PTSD because of some of the war zone and things that I've seen and been part of. And But that lately I've realized actually some of the same symptoms that I've experienced through PTSD, people have all over the body of Christ as they've been traumatized. So my question is, how, how do you keep your love on when, when you're being wounded and hurt? You can't even spend your lifetime bringing, sitting with people or helping people or, or helping people to be healed so we can be healing to this world. And the enemy is, is attacking the individual, attacking families. So how do we keep our love on? Uh, you know, I think a lot of what you're describing is uh, people being ignorant to abusive relationships. Mm. You know, when, 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 a, when someone's in an abusive relationship and they are being mistreated, but they think it's their fault. You know, and that's the transfer of responsibility. And so much of that happens with environments that host uh so much self-preservation, you know, the, starting at the leadership, the leadership is in self-preservation mode, save my life mode. And so they have given themselves permission to have an enemy. Like, like that person's an enemy. That person's a Jezebel. That person's a Ahab. That person's a Absalom. That person's, a, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. And so church leadership has permission to host enemies in the family. Wow. And that is a violation of kingdom right there. When you give yourself permission to have enemies that you don't love, you have violated the kingdom of heaven. And you're a leader in the kingdom of heaven, so-called, but you're really just a leader in your church organization. You're not leading in the kingdom because kingdom leaders love their enemies. Therefore, they don't have any. Mm. especially in their own home, in their own family, in their covenant relationships. Having permission to have an enemy is like having permission to be dishonoring. You did not get permission from heaven to do either of those things. When you talk about, you mentioned the word covenant, and I, I think that in a lot of our culture, Papa Jack and I at least talked about it a lot because for 21 years in good times and in bad times, we've been together. And that's why when something is missing in my life, but a lot of people don't understand covenant because we have contractual relationship or convenient relationship. So how do you describe, I mean, maybe, under, maybe understand covenant and marriage, but to a larger scale, how do you have, I mean, you have covenant with Bill and Chris, you guys have lived in covenant. So describe the difference between the contractual convenient or a covenant relationship. 
I think it, I think it behaves like I will always move the love above the disagreement, the disconnection, the uh, the hurt, and and love will rule how we handle this instead of the disagreement or the hurt will rule our relationship. Wow. So I think it is a covenant is a motivator to realign a misaligned relationship. Uh, when I don't have covenant, I, I don't, I don't care about the relationship as much as I care about protecting myself. So there's the self-preservation mode again. Like I live in war mode with people and my wife, my own wife can become my enemy. My own son or daughter can become my enemy because I am living in, you know, what you've written, you know, beautifully written orphan, you know, the, the orphan heart you drew described that orphan lifestyle is really self-preservation mode. So, so many leaders become uh, catalysts of an orphan culture. And that is how you find so many people damaging each other because covenant is the last thing an orphan will participate in because there's not a winner. Mm. And orphans are only looking for a relationship where they can win. Wow, that is powerful. Uh, I was just thinking about a question and answering time that you and I had. With, we were actually in Norway, Stavanger, Emi Church. Egil Elling was asking you and I some questions. And, and under the tension between both of our messages, very clear, the love message. But I think the question came about where... Leif, you, I, I actually just came from the Middle East and Pakistan, and why would you leave everything and this and that? And uh, so you have that kind of a lay down lovers to give the life and the other side that you also have helped us tremendous. So how do you keep your love on? How do you set boundaries? How do you love yourself the way that God loves you? So we, I think we both answered that very well in that conference, but I know there's a question people constantly are asking me, how do we love ourselves well? And at the same time, we don't use boundaries or something like that to not, love the world the way that God loves the world. So can you help me with that? I know we answered it here, but for the rest of the people watching, that has been one of the questions. <laughs> I, I don't remember what we said, but... No, <laughs> but it was uh, good, actually. I like it. I, <laughs> I hope this one's good. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of times people don't, they don't understand the practice of a boundary, realizing that boundaries help what's inside the the boundary to flourish. So if you know, if you were going to have a garden like where I live, if you don't put a, a fence, a boundary around your garden, then every deer in the forest thinks that you put that there for their consumption. Mm -hmm. And so they just have a party at night while you're sleeping. <laughs> they just come and they demolish your garden. And, and they're like, thank you so much. <laughs> it's so sad that there's just one because it's gone. And that, that boundary was not, I hate deer. Mm. That boundary was, I love this garden. Mm. And, and from the produce of this garden, I can feed the deer what I choose to export to the deer. But if, the, if I don't have the boundary, I don't have the garden. And so there'll be no distribution of bounty or fruit of any type because now I do hate the deer. Now I hate what the deer have stolen from me. Now I hate what the deer have done to me. I've toiled, I've 
I've, I've invested, I've loved this garden. And in one night, it was gone. <laughs> it was gone. And the deer are just like, oh, thank oh, you so much. You know? those, those, those jalapenos were a little hotter than I thought they were going to be. <laughs> that is so good. That's funny. Wow. I was just also thinking about another major topic. I'm actually breaking what I had here on my list, but just things coming to my mind and our journey together. But that has to do with you wrote a phenomenal book, Unpunishable. And I was interested even in the topic because of in most of the culture, especially when a church operating as an orphanage, orphans are coming together. And, and when the leaders also operate with an orphan heart, the punitive punishment, fear-based culture compared to healthy kingdom family. So if you can help a little bit with this, with this two paradigm, I use a chair number one or chair two, but you have a restorative when somebody does something wrong. What's the difference between punishing somebody and discipline? Because God disciplines the one that he loves. And you are you are a master on this area, both in your writing and the way you're living. Um, well, I think, you know, it starts with who am I working with? Because um, if, if I'm working with someone who is repentant, then, then this is all about the process of moving them through repentance to reconciliation to restoration. If I'm dealing with someone who's unrepentant, then this is all about boundaries. Mm. This is just about boundaries. But the, the heart is where the punishment comes from. If I have authority and my heart is to control and to return suffering, meaning that what you have done has caused me to suffer, I have authority to inflict suffering back on you. So it's an eye for an eye. Punishment is an eye for an eye. And when authority uses their power to return the hurt, that's punishment. Wow. But when authority takes advantage of the opportunity of repentance to lead people to restoration, that is a father. And a, and a father who loves his son disciplines his son. I, I was just thinking about because I got four spankings of Papa Jack in 21 years. So anyway, <laughs> and, and, and we, we kind of smiled, smiled about that. But no, he, he uh, because he was such an example. And I know you also, of course, have walked with Bill and other people in this. I am very, very, yeah, I start almost, I'm very grateful that I had a healthy father that modeled that and and uh, we actually looked yesterday at a video you preached when papa jack myself and paul yada we came and we washed the feet of bill johnson i just talked to bill about it and, and it was one of those things that normal people don't go and wash bill and benny's feet at Bethel. And, and and chris i think it was chris valen that said i think only papa jack could do that there was something like that yeah we were all kind of blown away <laughs> yeah. yeah but we, we were taught but it was that leadership and but it did something for me the way that he modeled it was not just i have a picture that i, I looked as i was watching yesterday where we were in Africa, you had all the hierarchy of who is whom in Africa of leaders. And then Papa Jack, we found an orphan and a widow and we washed the feet and he modeled that something. He said, I want you to see leadership son. And then we went down and we washed the feet in front of all these other leaders. 
and and that was Papa Jack. And as a result oh. of that, even now in the Muslim world. So what do you have to say then in regard to the modeling of fathers and mothers? How do we model? I, I'm very grateful to have, have credit, but there's so many people that have been abused, including somebody I just talked to the other day. I mean, it's just fear-based abuse and people being abused by spiritual authority. Can you help address this? Yeah, I think it's a very... Um... Unfortunately, it's a very rare experience that people get a Papa Jack in their life, get a Bill Johnson in their life, and they get somebody that is uh, so humble and, and so outside of their own selfish ambition that they realize that being a leader, you know, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm a Christian leader, when I'm when I'm I, I'm not leading. I'm I'm a I'm following. I'm mm. following Jesus as a Christian leader. I'm a follower. I'm not a leader. And so many leaders want you know want all the roads to point to them, and and then they say follow me. And like no no no, I'm following Jesus. Hopefully, I can teach you and inspire you to gain from my life so that it feeds yours. Wow. Instead of, I have a tremendous vision and I have a tremendous mission. Come and serve me so that I accomplish my mission. And it's it's so it's it's so counter to what Jesus did. He he lived his whole life to show us the Father, mm. not his mission. <laughs> that, is, yeah. Yeah. that is so beautiful. <laughs> Another thing I just thought about when you said that you're very good at communication. What is healthy communication? How do we then communicate in relationship? I'm talking about husband, wife, but also in leadership. What does healthy communication look like? And I know that's a huge topic. That I was going to say that's yeah. yeah that's a, there's many aspects to this, but um, I, I think the lesson that most of us can take home is that the there is there's much more power in being clear about what you need in a relationship and the only way really to do that is to is to say i need this i need to feel this between us in our relationship i need to feel connected i need to feel honored i need to feel safe i need to feel loved i need to i'm not feeling that right now and that's what's bothering me is I'm not, I'm not, Nick, there's no air in this room and I am, there's no air in this relationship for me. And I'm asking you to open a window and let me breathe in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And most people handle that situation like you're trying to choke me to death. You're trying to keep that window closed. You don't want me to breathe. You're trying to kill me. You and so the communication is all about you, and I need an agreement, and I never get that agreement because you don't, you don't agree. I'm not trying to kill you. I'm not, I don't know what you're doing right now. I don't. What is, why are you so upset? <laughs> and but I'm trying to talk you into being a bad guy that deserves to be punished instead of being transparent and trusting someone with the truth. Because as we exchange truth, as, as I tell you about me and you tell me about you, when we exchange that level of truth, we actually build trust. Wow. And, and oftentimes we want to command servants to get our needs met 
instead of build intimacy through the development of deeper trust. Mm. I'm interested because I know everybody that is watching, and for me, especially in this season, and I try to not cry because this is the first, yeah, first conversation I actually have after I left uh, left my papa in the hospital. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but I just feel it's so valuable, some of the resources that you're bringing to the body of Christ. This was the heart of Papa Jack, and it's my heart to see the body becoming healthy so that the world can see who we are by the way we love one another. So I'm interested if you could help me with some of the tools. I know you have had online school and e-courses and books, so, but of something right now that is fresh on you, I know also your podcast, but I, I will offer everyone in our family movement because I mean, you have had such an influence in my life and indirectly also in both Papa Jack's life. He is, he, he honored you, loved you, but we feel that you have been, you are a gift to the body of Christ. But I, I do want everyone that is watching to know, tell me about some of the tools that is available, both for marriages, for healthy churches, for healthy businesses. For We, we do want to be able to see healthy kingdom families in this season. And can you help me just to share some of that that can add value to us? Um. Yeah, like you said, the Life Academy, the Loving on Purpose Life Academy is, you know, we just loaded up with resources. It's it's $8 a month. You know, it's 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 extremely accessible. It's a cup of coffee, two, two cups of coffee a month, you know, to, to have. Uh, I think there's uh, 96 sessions in there of, of relationship, family, leadership, cultivation. I uh, have eight books out there that really fit your topic from women, powerful women in, in, in life and ministry to you know raising families that show the children the father and not your parents uh, mm-hmm. to unpunishable. Really, how do we clean up messes amongst adults in community, whether it's a leader and a follower or a friend or friend or spouse or whatever? How do we clean up our messes and culture of honor? And I mean, I saw so many, so many of those resources. The most exciting stuff I would I would uh, push right now is the Kylo show. Yeah, the Kylo show is is really these kinds of conversations every week. You know, we spent eight weeks building a theological framework just for the 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 phrase "whole healthy families are going to save the world." We just built a case for that, and now we're just you know showing people practical application. Um, and then the other thing, life is I have a Danny Silk Consulting where I really primarily am working with church leaders, church leadership teams, executive teams. I work with uh, people that want to bring the kingdom of, and the culture of honor into their business. But really, I'm trying to get the culture of honor into church leaders. Mm. But uh, I do a lot of that. That's most of my time these days. And um, I love it. I just love it. I was just going to ask, is that what excites you the most? What you sense in that gives you the most life? <laughs> I love, you know, you know how it is when you travel. You end up yeah. in a room full of leaders anyway. Yeah. So I'd just like to start there. I'd like <laughs> to just start there. And um, it's it feels so so rewarding and it multiplies so fast working with leader teams instead of big congregations of a big you know big audiences it really really works when you when you can affect a leadership team 
Tell me, because one of the things that means a lot for me is life, love, and legacy, because I'm looking at Papa Jack. I have 40 days. I'm going to all the pictures and everything else. But uh, when it comes to Danny Silk, what is the legacy that you would like? 7.8 billion people in this world, but that Danny Silk was born and the life that you have lived and loved. And But what, what would you love to be your legacy to the body of Christ or to the world? That's uh, that, that Danny helped me learn to keep my love on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you. I mean, I, I feel like that's, <laughs> I, I think it was Bob Jones um, and maybe Papa Jack. I, I, I don't remember where I heard this, but uh, it was being ushered into the throne room and standing before the Lord. And he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Did you learn to love? Mm-hmm. You know, did you learn to love? You know, I think that is really at the heart of why we're here. Did you learn to love? Because it's it's a lifelong lesson, isn't it? It is. It is. And do you know what was interesting? When you said that, uh, I spoke at the voice of the apostle about four years. It was the last meeting that Rainer Bunker had there. And that night I couldn't sleep. And I normally don't Google, but that, I Googled that very word that you just described. And it was Bob Jones. He was taken up to heaven and then he came back again to learn how to love. But that's where the one billion soul harvest came in. So the birthing of that when the spirit came, did you learn how to love? I'm going to teach you that. And then, but that was connected. Then he had a vision of the one billion soul. And I believe like you and I, that there's going to be a billion sons and daughters. So what God wants is healthy family because he doesn't want the billion orphans. So, but do you mind? I, I would like you just, we're going to make sure that, First of all, how does people get hold of you? We're going to make sure it's there to get hold and, and both to sign up and to be part of this. And also for people, church leaders, marketplace leaders that needs consultant. I, I want to make sure that people have access to the gift that you have been in my life. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, lovingonpurpose.com will get you to pretty much everything. And um, just just dropping it in info at lovingonpurpose.com that you're interested in the the consulting piece as well. That way we just, we drive, we'll drive everybody to one place. <laughs> wonderful. wonderful. That's, that's the simplified. One more favor. And I would like you to pray for, pray for Frida who's left, pray for me, but pray for all of our kingdom family movement in this season. And just, yes. I, I do want us all to learn how to love well, Danny. Yes. Yes. Father, thank you for, for such a rich legacy as Papa Jack. And, and Lord, we do pray that, you comfort Frida, that you comfort the, the many, many sons and daughters that, have, that are in this family, or that the, all the people that are so nourished by Papa Jack's legacy, his life, his love, his example. And now, Lord, we pray that there is just a multiplication, that everyone is, is in a sense, activated in that inheritance to, to live the legacy, to, to uh, raise up sons and daughters who become mothers and fathers and to to give us a mentality of raising up mothers and fathers who will who will lead this billion soul harvest lord and we do thank you for um life and his leadership in all of this i do pray that you comfort him that you uh that you minister deeply to him and uh i i thank you lord for just the deep lessons learned that are being multiplied through life's life and 
and all the sons and daughters around the world, myself included. And we bless you, and we are rejoicing at the same time of, of, of uh, Jack getting to be with, with you, Lord. <laughs> we are so happy for him. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland and sign up for our weekly newsletter at globalmissionawareness.com.